Hello everyone, welcome to Chatchit Get Fit. This week is all about fitness trackers. We take a look at what they are, the many reasons why you may want one, and also who the different types are aimed at, throwing in recommendations along the way. As well as all the geeky stuff, we address Andy's mental obsession with TomTom and Tom's desire to put his tracker in the most peculiar places. So let's get into it. Hello boys, how are we doing? Yeah, still alive mate, still alive. After that Andy, we need to address that mate. You know last week you took the mick out of you for your comment yeah. about sitting in your pants with just your fitness tracker. I'm absolutely melting here mate, I'm in my pants, it's happened. Are you in your pants? I've, yeah! I've peaked it. That's what I'm liking, good. Ne- now I feel overdressed. Right, I'm, I'm getting in my pants now. I'm, okay, time out. Get your pants, lads. It's, too, it's too hot, we need to be relaxed Go. in this. Going in. Oh, you can't see the webcam but uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not wearing my fitness tracker, though, because I am scared it might give me cancer. But Tom's going to tell us all about that at the end, aren't you, Tom? Oh, oh, you jump on me like that, yeah? Just ambush me like that. All the pressure on you, mate. All the pressure on you. Literally slung it to you and went, you're dealing with this. Yeah, fuck it. You guys go and make a coffee, you know, and I'll just I'll just deal with the rest of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. we're going to come back in 40 minutes. Uh, have it tied down. Radio, so uh, put on my serious cap for a second. Fitness trackers... Can you get cancer wearing them? So if you go into Google and type in cancer plus fitness tracker, you're going to get all sorts of conflicting information. Um, we don't want to spend too much uh, time on this subject because we'd rather get into the you know nitty gritty stuff, things that actually matter. But look, where the concern comes from is that it's to do with Bluetooth basically. So there is such a thing called EMFs, which stands for electromagnetic field, but it's basically radiation. But like most things, the poison always comes down to the dosage. So if you just so happen to be standing next to the melting reactor in Chernobyl, then you know you're going to have a bad time. But if you've got a mobile phone and you're having a chat to your mum on Mother's Day for about five minutes, yeah, you're still getting radiation, but it's not a massive dose of radiation. On top of that, you're then wearing your fitness tracker, which, surprise, surprise, goes off Bluetooth. Now, think about its location. It's on your arm. It's not near your head, so it's not near your brain. And it emits a very, very, very low frequency of... uh, Is that the correct term? Frequency? I don't know. But basically, it emits a very low dosage of radiation. Now, uh, I have seen some points where, well, it's one of those things where a five-minute phone call is different from wearing something that emits radiation and you're wearing it constantly. You Perhaps you go to bed with it, you wake up with it. Uh, some of them waterproof now, so you can take a bath with it. Uh, that's me. But yeah, I mean, um, still, even to that case in point, basically, it's such a small dosage of radiation that it doesn't matter. It's, 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 it's deemed, I want to say it's deemed harmless. Uh, most research says that, you know, further research is needed. But for now, going off of what the governing bodies are saying, it's pretty much safe to say that your Fitbit or your Polar or whatever it is you're wearing is not giving you cancer. Unless, and this is a point that Andy made last week, you're wearing it on your dick. Valid point coming from me there. That we are completely safe as long as you not strap our Fitbits to our nuts sacks. Is that what you're trying to What I'm trying to tell you, Bill, is to not strap your Fitbit to your cock. And <laughs> it's not a suppository either. So even though some of them can, you know, you can take the strap off of them, and it could just be like the faceplate, do not insert into your anus. <laughs> I don't even think it mentions that in the manual. Oh, I'm going to take mine out then, guys. <laughs> oh, Jesus he's doing Christ. it. He's doing it. <laughs> on, on a serious note, though, Jed, serious note, 
everyone, if you're gonna get if you're gonna get a fitness tracker, it's safe. Don't worry about getting cancer or anything like that. You know, the, as as Tom said, the amount of radiation it emits is so small. As Andy mentioned uh, before the podcast begun as well, you get more radiation just by getting an X-ray or standing in the sun. So you know, if you're uh, a scaffolder on site, then you've got things to worry about. Don't be a scaffolder. Scaffolding kills. Gents, let's get into the meat of the topic then. So, fitness trackers. What what is a fitness tracker? I think we should start with types. I think that's probably the best place to start because there is quite a few different types of fitness trackers. What have we all got then? What fit? What type have you got, Andy? Uh, so I I run two at the moment. I've got um, uh, heart rate monitor, the Polar. Polar is it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. good brand them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, love them. Uh, it's really simple to use, and me being a bit of a like a computer spastic, um, it r- really really helps out um, the simpletons like me. Um, and then I just have a a, a Tom Tom. What a sat nav. No, uh, Tom. Yeah, yeah. I got one of them strapped to my nutsack. Now I got a Tom Tom Spark Three Music. Uh, cheap as cheap as shit, about sixty quid. But it comes with a set of wireless headphones, and it comes with five hundred songs. So I was already sold on that. I'm not one of these fucking douchebags that spend about three hundred pound on a, a a satellite navigational system that sits on their wrist and tells them when they need to fart and that. Hey, Bill. Yeah. So guys, the the. Uh... Tracker I've got is actually a four hundred pound Garmin <laughs> GPS. <laughs> tracker. Yes, when I bought mine, I didn't really think it through, and I thought, you know, being in the army, I'm going to be using all this Gucci GPS kit. And really, I don't actually do any of that. I just run. So, I mean, I've got a four hundred pound Garmin watch, and I just, I just run in it. But we've all got watches. Has anyone got anything else than a watch? Tom, you got anything different? Uh, yeah. So I've actually got the general population version of a fitness tracker. I've got the Fitbit Versa. Um, oh, yeah. I actually got into when fitness trackers first came out. I had um, one of the first ones, which uh, actually was it was a Tom Tom Andy. But this yeah. thing, this is like when they first came out, and you know, like the prototypes are like they're like massive. So when you're saying like a GPS system, this was like having a you know an old um, Mac computer just like tied to your <laughs> wrist, and it would take you like an hour just to get a signal. So by then, you've either lost motivation for your run, or the GPS hasn't ever turned on so the run technique doesn't exist anymore um but yeah uh for currently i'm using a fitbit versa the fitbit is as i said it's more of a general population thing it is a step counter it does all this other gucci stuff as well so you know i can like answer text messages on it stuff like that but it's it's for the subject of what we're talking about it's it's just kind of irrelevant but there are these little uh, features on it that are pretty nifty some of them are quite relevant to fitness though so my one can like predict the weather which is you know it's quite handy if you're to be fair if you're going out for a little walk around mine does that mate come on yeah i know but yours is 500 (laughs) quid or whatever and my one was uh in the argos sale mate i've heard yours has got (laughs) uh, a flare system in it bill if you get lost or something doesn't it it's actually got a trackback feature mate it's actually got a trackback feature so if i do get lost i can track back to my previous location is is this gonna now be 40 minutes of bill uh defending his 400 pound watch absolutely not (laughs) you might get a sponsorship mate but a serious note, lads, we'll go. I'll quickly run through the types then. So we've we've kind of covered the basic ones, but what I found is you've actually got, apart from your generic general population watches, your heart straps, you've actually got rings as well you can get now, which are quite interesting. So it's worth looking into. You've got also Whoop, which is more in the CrossFit community. It's basically just a strap. It's not like a watch. It's literally just a strap, which will feed to an app all your sort of physical activity, which is it's, it's, it's pretty useful. We'll get into it more, but it's, it's quite an expensive option, but it's, it is yeah. more in that CrossFit community. What's that, like $30, $30 a month or something, isn't it? Just yeah, you get, the, you get the strap, but obviously you've got to pay $30 a month for fucking ever. Yeah. So just to apply a bit more context to the podcast itself, um, 
with fitness trackers in general, we are for, for the context. As I said, we're we're talking about watches, so wrist straps basically. But they they have like since the beginning, they have come in different like uh, forms. So as you said, like uh, you can get them as like um, pretty much just like a strap itself without a clock face. Uh, you can actually buy them as pendants as well to wear as necklaces. But yeah, for me, I mean, for for the context of it's this, everyone, wouldn't it? Wearing, yeah, wearing pendant. God, yeah. Uh, basically, we're we're talking about the watch version, basically, where it's pretty much got like a, a watch face. Would you say? Yeah, that and yeah, I mean, we're going, to, we're going to all of them, but the general population, if they're going to go and buy a fitness tracker, they're probably going to buy a watch. You know, oh, gonna... yeah, something you can look at with a screen that tells you the different uh, data that you've accumulated throughout the day. But so when I look at, when I think of fitness trackers, I'm thinking of, you've got your basic ones, basically a stepometer. So it'll literally just, it won't have GPS on it, it'll just track your steps. You've then got your ones which have heart rate on as well, which is obviously they can maybe we'll go into this, but they can track your calories. Uh, they can track your intensity levels, uh, things like that. And then you've got the ones all singing, all dancing, GPS, uh, GPS trackback features like the uh, Garmin Fenix 5, which is what I've got. So what we're going to now, lads, we're going to why then? We're going to, we're going to why why you're going to need a fitness tracker. So we've been what what they are, but now why do you need them? Why are you going to go spend your, your £400? Well, not £400 but f- first off, I would no way spend £400 on a watch. Um, shit, I'd, I'd just about spend £400 on a car, let alone a watch. Uh, <laughs> now, um, I get I get it. Uh, most of, Every one of us, forces, ex-forces, um, it's a job. You know, uh, if you want to improve... You're gonna have someone on your on your, on your wrist, you know. Um, I was a PTI, and like you say, what I was looking for was a time, distance, pace, having to like run at a set pace, run at a set time, tab at a set time, all all that shit. Having a watch to your side, you weren't you weren't guessing. You know what I mean? I've I heard back in the day, lads, before like the watches, they would set a timer. You'd have to know markers. You'd have to know like in, instinctively where a tree was. You have a little dangly from it, and everyone's seen them trees around camp. You're like, why has that got a blue ring around it and stuff like that? And back in the day, they get lads that would be like, right, I've got 15 minutes to get to this mile, 15 minutes to get to that mile, and then you're doing a set run or you're doing a set tab every single time. Where this sort of stuff, you can go a little bit, be a bit more inspirational, you know. So I'm the I'm the same as Andy. Then is in like, oh, only time I really use it is for running or at work when I'm taking like a, P- a PT session and I want to make sure I'm going at a certain pace and I'm going a certain distance. But I'll be honest with you, I've got a 400-pound stepometer. That's essentially, that's essentially what I use it for, if I'm, if I'm being honest. But it does more than that. I mean, it doesn't just track steps. It doesn't just track distance. Uh, another reason why you'd want one is to, is to monitor your heart rate, which I think is probably the biggest one. Um, what, are you, what are your? I've got I've got a lot of experiences, but what are your experiences with heart rate on these devices then? I don't have a lot. Um, I got given a the Polar Heart Rate Monitor sort of another tool that I don't use as often as I should. Um, so I, uh, for training wise, I'll I'll use it definitely on runs, you know, see how I'm, I'm coping, sort of hitting the hills, what I'm going up and down at. But I've started to bring into, so my rest period. So I, I will set a goal where my rest is no not a set time now. It's what my heart rate will drop to. So as soon as I've recovered to a set That's interesting, heart man. rate, I can go back into... Instead of, do you know when you give yourself 30 seconds, 40 seconds, you're like, yeah, I'm good to go. And then about three seconds when you start working out again, you're like, no, needed longer. Well, a heart rate is, instead of that feeling good, you you, you got the heart rate to know when you're good to go. You- yes, yeah, so I don't want to be sucking your dick here, Andy, but I feel like you're quite a competitive athlete. Um, so I think for you, it's, it's 100% beneficial, isn't it? I've been, I've been able to monitor your, your heart rate effectively because I'll, I'll get onto the watches and how my experience is with their heart rate, but the chest strap is going to be accurate. They're pretty much 100% accurate on your, your heart rate. And it's more effective training, as you said, because if you give yourself, I don't know, 60 seconds rest, 
you're fine sometimes. Your body's not recovered. You're you're not good to go for that next interval. Yeah. Whereas if you've you, got that, that heart mentally, rate, you might be ready to go. Yeah, yeah. But physically, you're not quite ready yet. We all know that the 10, 20, 30 seconds makes a massive difference over a 15, 20 minute oh, period. Huge, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I don't use it as often as I should, but it, and it's something that's been brought up over. Definitely research. something should, we should utilize more. I think, especially when you're when you're at a top level. And it's, I mean, the, I know the top half. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's let's, let's, definitely, let's definitely not say I'm I'm top level up there. Um, I can, I throw some tin now and again, yes. <laughs> but no, yeah, I do take my uh, training seriously. Definitely, definitely do. What about you, Tom? Are you, have, what's your experience with with heart rate? Uh, heart rate monitors in general are a pretty useful tool, especially in regards to sports performance. So not just in regards to running, but you know, rowing, static bike, <laughs> a real bike, row, uh, pretty much any kind of sport that requires a youth be monitoring your heart rate and your intensity. So the good thing about heart rate monitors is that, as I just mentioned, it it can pin. I want to say pinpoint your um, pinpoint your intensity. But that's not entirely accurate because the watches themselves aren't accurate. But it's at the end of the day, it's a gauge. It can kind of estimate where you're at. So if your heart rate is spiking, then chances are you are going to be blowing out of your arse, as you know. Whereas if it's low, then you'll know that, yeah, I'm not going 100% here. So yeah, I mean, the good thing about heart rates is that it's really good for people that are just getting into fitness, uh, particularly running, where they're not quite experienced to use auto-regulation. Um, auto-regulation is basically where you're experienced enough that you can gauge how intense you are working. So if you're planning on going for a steady-state four-mile run, but then a mile into it, you're absolutely blowing out, and you check your heart rate monitor, and you're working at 90% of your heart rate, then, you know, that's some pretty poor auto-regulation, isn't it? So yeah, a lot of us, well, us three at least, I think we're experienced enough that we could not wear the watch and just know when we need to lower the pace. Wait, I don't need, need the watch to, to tell me that I'm blowing out my fucking ass. You know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. But, I mean, um, you know, for people that are new to fitness or new to running, new to biking, rowing, etc., etc., et yeah. then it could be a useful tool for them. It can be helpful to know when they need to, you know, rein themselves back in or when they can think to themselves, okay, I can... I, can, I think I can go a bit further here. What does my watch think? And you check your watch and you're barely breaking 100 beats per minute and you can think, yeah, go time. Let's uh, let's raise it up a bit. Plus, on top of that, moving away from the subject of auto-regulation, there's also... So I'm going to use... Because I'm quite biased, I'm going to use running as an example here. But whenever you go for a run, sometimes it's not just a run. There's all different ways to run. There's sprinting. There's intervals, there's fartlek training, um, also known as lamppost training. So that requires varying degrees of intensity, which once again, a heart rate monitor is a useful way to pinpoint how intense you're working and to make you consider, well, how hard should I be working here? Am I overdoing it? Do I need to tone it down a bit? Yada, yada, yada. Um, on top of that as well, another useful feature of a heart rate monitor on a fitness tracker is that it can actually monitor your resting heart rate so you can actually gradually see how fitter you're becoming and how strong your heart is becoming over a gradual period of time. Give or take a bit of a... Yeah, I want yeah, to just yeah. one thing on there, what you're saying there, Tom. So I agree with your whole point about the running, about rowing, things like that. But where this is this study, I found a study which basically backs up my, my um, experiences with it. Studies show they're really good at measuring heart rate, but they become really less accurate once you start adding varied intensities. So I'm talking CrossFit, which is what I do. So oh yeah, start, I can agree with that. Once you start going up and down, like if you're literally doing, I don't know, 
uh, an EMOM, for example, where you might have a short bit of rest and you're back into it again. The heart rate monitor struggle, but the ones on the wrist, sorry, struggle. And that's when they start, for example, I've done a session before where I've been blowing out my ass, hanging out. I was at 70 beats a minute, apparently. And I was like, am I fuck at 70 beats a minute here consistently during this workout? And then this study basically backed it up. Um, they do say it's consistent though. So you could still use it, even though it's it's wrong, it's going to be consistently wrong. So you can still see if you're increasing your intensity one day than the other because it's consistent but it's yeah. going to be wrong so i would uh, i would 100 percent agree with that yeah i mean it is it's still useful because you can see a trend you can see a trend but as you said it's to do with um short bursts of intensity the fitbit quite can't catch up to that in regards to accuracy uh so pretty much fine. What, running's absolutely fine yeah so with steady state you know it's, it's pretty decent um kind of like an example of what you just said i was doing hill sprints the other day and by the time i got up to the top of the hill and I'm going to use the same word you're using, blowing out my arse. You know, my heart rate, it didn't catch up to the reality, if that makes sense. According to my uh, Fitbit, I was only at 130 beats per minute or whatever, when I know, literally in my heart, that I was at about 188, which is my max heart rate. <laughs> you know, I was dying. That's so yeah. Explode. Oh, God, yeah. So my, according to my Fitbit, it's saying, yeah, you've got plenty in the tank, and there's me at the top of the hill going, fucking hell, where's the jack wagon? So I'd say, especially if you're training at that, so what Andy was saying about the heart, he's got the chest strap. I haven't got a chest strap, but I would recommend to anyone, especially if they're doing sort of that CrossFit-style training or they're going to constantly vary their movements, I'd say invest in a heart strap if, you want, if you're really that bothered about your heart rate because them wrist ones... I don't think they cut it. I'm, I'm going to weigh in on this. For me, um, it's it's physical data. It's something you can look at at the end of a session and understand a bit more. That's how I look at it. A massive a massive training tool that is 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 not utilised, and and I find it. F- f- yeah, when it works though, when it doesn't work. But, yeah, but then there and thereabouts, you know, it's half a one and two of the other sort. it's like the scales it's not 100% accurate but it's a good way to see a trend it's, it's just collecting data yeah, I agree with that yeah yeah I agree well yeah, well, yeah of course it is um, um, I like it because like we say when I go for a run and I, f- I feel okay and it gets hard I can look at it and go hmm maybe actually I wasn't working as hard as I thought it was you know and especially with new people I find it that sort of side of life is is, is amazing because what they're actually doing, I had, so stories, I had a, a bit of a chunky guy who used to tell me he was working his socks off every time, working, put him on a treadmill, I'm working my socks off. Got him a, got him a, a heart rate monitor, stuck it on him. No, he wasn't, all right? And what it is, is the fact that he could do more, but he liked the easy road. So if he told me he was working hard, I believed him, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, smashing it. That. 80% face, 20% effort. I think we've all, we all I believe, I believe you're level. saying there, Andy, but then what did I say? What I said a couple of minutes ago was about when I did that really hard session and it said I was doing 70 beats per minute. So if, what, I'm not saying he did that. I'm saying if he did that, for example. You were talking about shit, but I, Bill. You, you, right. you weren't going balls out. Fucking minutes. I was going balls out, Andy, all right? But that's what I'm saying. There's, there's, there's that margin of error, you know, so you can't take it as gospel, I think. Unless they're wearing a Gucci polar heart rate monitor across their chest, which I think is 100% reliable, then I think you kind of got to give them a bit of that. Well, that yeah, this, yeah, this is what I mean. That's what I stuck on him. I stuck him my heart rate monitor and said, let's go. You know, okay. the Fitbit, I, oh, my, I had the very first, fit, uh, one of the very first Fitbits, you know. Do you know the one where you did that? And suddenly you're doing about 45,000 steps. I'm waving my hand around. <laughs> uh, and then you talk about, let's, uh, you told me the other day about Rich Fronin. Where does he wear his watch? 
Yeah, so he's got an Apple Watch and he wears it on his ankle. Uh, I think that's more, to be honest, because if, if he, the movements he's doing, if it's on his wrist, it's going to get in the way, isn't it? If he's wearing wrist straps or if he's got hand grips on, I think it's going to get in the way. I think that's why he wears it on his ankle. That's quite interesting, I think he actually. likes the software. Or also, also, with that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that if you get someone that's at a desk constantly and their arms are moving, they're moving about, it's going to be tracking that, but actually they're not moving that much. That's actually a really good point on the issue of um, you know fitness trackers and their, their accuracy because it's not just about heart rate either, it's also about the step count, as you just said. So uh, I've never actually heard about that, about wearing a fitness tracker on your ankle before, but that's actually quite a good idea. Kind of like a Scouse, a Scouse, uh, a Scouse tag. But yeah, I mean... Um, Northern's like ah, ah. I, I'd like to make a disclosure and a public <laughs> apology. <laughs> no, oh, he's bottled no. it. But no, yeah. going back to it, um, you know, there is a reason why there's an inaccuracy about that. So if the Fitbit went off of any old movement, then it would count every kind of step. So there's a reason why you don't tend to... With your fitness tracker, there's a reason why when you're driving, it doesn't tend to count steps. And that's because, well, maybe you're not walking. Maybe it's thinking that you're riding a bike, etc. However, if you are doing a certain motion that activates the arm, so when you're riding a bike or you're driving your car, you know, there's not really a lot of sudden herky-jerky arm movements. But... If suddenly, you know, you come home from work, the missus has gone out, you load up the laptop, you know where she's going, Bill, don't you? You know, you fancy a treat, <laughs> you log on to Pornhub like, you and, you, on. <laughs> and, you, and you treat yourself to a hand shandy, it can actually log a lot of steps. And that's because you're doing those random arm movements. So, yeah, if you used to wear it on your ankle, it'd actually be a lot more accurate than wearing it on your wrist. Oh, yeah, God. Quite yeah. interesting. So, I basically want to sum up on a heart rate then. So, my, this is my big lads jumping if you want. I think Polar. If you're going to get a watch, I'd recommend them personally if you're, if you're into heart rate anyway because they make really good chest straps. They're sort of leading in that, that heart rate chest strap game. So they put that same technology in their watches. So if you, if you get a bag on about heart rates, get a chest strap. If you want, if you really want a watch, I'd probably say look for like a Polar brand because they've got a good, quite good heart rate technology. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. There was, um, there was an, I used to have a different, different one. Uh, I didn't like it. It's a big red big red one that sat on your chest it was horrendous loads of commercial gyms use them uh i don't know what they were called um well, some that... people don't like wearing them do they because they don't know don't get me wrong it's, it's yeah, def- definitely enough. weird um to start with and not it doesn't feel nice when you're doing uh, 100 burpees and that and you're slamming this off your chest but uh once it's it's just like a wedding ring or a watch do you know what i mean it's it's time time that um uh, over time you just get used to it that's why Whoop's quite good, I think. That's why Whoop's pick take, taken off because it's just a, it's simply a strap which goes around your wrist, doesn't really get in the way, and it picks up more than just your heart rate. Okay, we'll get into it more when we go into other stuff, but it, it, it does more than just your heart rate, really, which is good. See, I what I like about Whoop is the fact that it's set. It says, this is what we do, we don't do anymore. You know, this is a purely a fitness fitness tracking app um, with an yeah, app no messages no it. cameras no, no messages no cameras it, 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 it's small and sleek for the perfect functional fitness users it goes on if I could afford it I'd have one but I'm not spending 30 bucks a month yeah, 30, for me to, tell, money, to tell me that I take a hard poo every now and again um, <laughs> you know to be, to be fair, you say that, it does actually register your strain. Your strain yeah. levels. I mean, Jesus Christ. Roof, wouldn't it? <laughs> and does it need to be inserted rectally for that, Bill? I don't believe that's possible, mate. And if you do, you're probably going to get cancer, so I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I like the, the the concept of them are, are great. Uh, and if we look at, like, like we did last week, getting people moving, getting people fit, 
they are perfect. They're, they're reasonably priced. I think you can get a second-hand one for like, what, 30, 40 quid, which is nothing nowadays. Um, and to get someone doing nothing to something, like your step counter of 10,000 steps a day. And, and, and again, if they don't make that quota, yeah, and they don't make that quota. They actively go out to make that. They 10, go and do 000. it. They they get active to move the steps. Yeah, exactly. I think that's quite a quite a handy handy one. Yeah, but I think for the top wrong. level guys, um, it's it's incredibly useful. I think if you if you're listening to this and you are really into your fitness, I think you need to really look at them sort of them heart straps because when you look at your training zones, if you're in your aerobic zone, your anaerobic zone, uh, you want to be hitting your VO two max, for example, on a sprint mm-hmm. session. You know, yeah. these are the, this is what you need for your top athletes. So you'd probably yeah. I'd recommend getting out there, and getting a heart heart rate strap instead of the watch. I'm I'm gonna boast about Polar. Uh, it is it's so simple. Uh, there's no fanning around with it. I downloaded it, linked it. I haven't had a drama with it since. Um, what's going on? Ah, oh, it's Thursday. It's eight. DNHS, Stop. mate. I'm getting fireworks here. Fucking hell. Oh. Are we all doing the clap. Are we doing are we? a clap. Yeah. Are we doing a clap? Yeah. 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 Let's go for it. <laughs> everyone, everyone, clapping. Yeah. Oh, oh, eight o'clock. Oh. Yeah, I've got fireworks yeah, tonight. Turn your earphones down, guys. Fireworks? Fucking hell. Kicking off a rice slip then. I know, mate. It's a fucking Baghdad. We've gone quite in depth there into the why you'd have them for a heart rate reason. But let's say you don't want you don't want to buy one of these watches just for the heart rate. You want other features. Another another reason people do get them is for calorie counting. Now I'm I'm strongly against using them as a calorie counter. Now, I don't know what you guys found, oh. but I found that even the most accurate watch still got that sort of that ten percent margin of error. And this was the most accurate watch they tested in one of the studies I was reading about, and it's ten percent margin of error. So you think that's that could be that could be a couple of hundred calories difference, you know? And you could think, oh, I'm going to smash that crispy cream. Isn't now, it? You know? They over overcompensate, don't they? Some of them um, do, some of them don't. It's either way, oh. you know. It's, it's, it's it varies. When it does linked vary. with an app, a calorie uh, tracking app like My Fitness Pal, it will give you back your calories burned sometimes. So basically, you're you're filling up the bath water whilst emptying it. Is that a good analogy? I don't know. So what I, what I found, I'm going to just start banging it with, some, with Intel here, but basically Stanford, Stanford Inquiry did something and they found that uh, even though the heart rate was accurate, which is primarily what these watches use to calculate your calorie burn, use your heart rate, basically. Even though the heart rate was accurate on some of these watches, the energy expenditure was like way off. Like, they were surprised how way off it was. And yeah. that's why they were kind of like, oh, should we really be recommending these to count your calorie, uh, count how many calories you burnt? Once again, it's useful to track AV trend, but it's not going to be 100% useful. Um, I mean, in regards to the general population, especially amongst weight loss, you know, fitness trackers have become extremely popular. I mean, uh, that's that's one of the reasons why I originally got one. I wanted to shift a bit of weight, um, and I found success with it. But yeah, you do need to you do need to be very aware that there is a big margin of error. So you know, if if you believe that you're eating, you know, a hundred percent accurate the calories you're being given on your watch, and you're you know. You're adding that up with uh, the calories uh, my fitness pal is giving you, or another calorie tracking app, and the weight isn't shifting. It's one of those things where you might have to, you know, you have to adjust it. It's, it's a bit of trial and, and, and error. There are, there are better ways, I think. There's better ways. There's, there's, so, there's sources out there in the internet where they've done tests in a lab environment where they've worked out this movement, these exercises, this duration burns this many calories. And you're probably better off going and looking up them and being, right, I've done an hour run. This is how much I've burned. Because my watch sometimes says I've burned an outrageous amount of calories for a half an hour steady state. And I'm like, no, no fucking way have I burned that many calories. That's not, that's not happening. You look at a muscle is active, isn't it? So if you've got a muscly person, they're gonna they're gonna burn more calories than a lot of variables. Basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Um, I'm not a fan of it because of the fact that people rely on it. 
like we're, we're a nation of we won the easiest route and i i understand shit i'm half the time i'm the same with it but when it comes to something like this getting a watch strapped to you isn't isn't it's not as not a quick fix you know especially when we look at health everything like that it is it's not like, oh I'll just get this watch it'll tell me how much i've burned i just yeah that's this that and the other i know there's a lot of problem comes with it i know there people uh, rely and they're watching and they're looking they're looking and and that sort of disorder can come on so it can produce um eating disorders for some people so yeah that is quite an important subject we should touch upon and that is that you know fitness trackers like calorie counting devices and applications they can lead to eating disorders this isn't going to be of everyone but it's something you do need to take into consideration so if you do have like a, a history of disordered eating or you're not you know psychologically in the right place to say well realistically worrying about your weight whether it's gaining it or losing it then you know all we can really say is you need to go and talk to your gp and yeah that's all we can say on that subject but in defense of using them to manage your weight you know there is a lot of factors it's not just a simple case of you know eat less move more but once again the watch can just track data and set a trend so yeah i mean for some people the watch can be a motivator there's also the fact that you've spent a lot of money on something so you feel like you have to use the product which can be motivating in itself don't use mine anymore tom it sits on the side mate <laughs> but yeah basically it it can still be useful it can still be useful and the thing is like we're in quite a, a place of privilege where we're we're already kind of into our fitness lifestyle so to so to speak you know we enjoy what we're doing so for a lot of people, the general public is they just, it's not as easy as saying go out and move more or, oh, you need to be more active. Well, how active should I be? Oh, well, go try and do 5,000 steps a day minimum. Well, what's 5,000 steps a day? And the watch can tell you that. Don't get me wrong. There are apps you can use, such as a footpath where you can literally just draw a line from your house and measure out 5,000 steps or do it in Plus, my you need to remember, mate, sort of jump in. You need to remember that you don't have to go out and buy a watch. Everyone's phones pretty much now have a GPS, so you can just use your phone if you're really that no, bothered. Of you don't have to you don't have to go out and buy a watch really, you know. Oh, of course you don't have to. I think it's more of a statement now. I think a lot of fitness trackers have gone away from fitness and they were all trying to be You're thinking of like Apple Watch, aren't you, where it's like Well, like, everything now, isn't it? Is, isn't it really? And then like you look at Apple Watch, it's it's not in the not in the fitness game that much, does it? Do, with all it singing and all dancing, where does the quality line for everything stand? Because I know they're more about technology, looking good, looking sharp. Look at us. That I don't know the Apple for fitness. I'm not really. Uh, I haven't really seen a lot of them. What you said earlier is really important. Is that we need to use these fitness trackers as more of, as a tool, as an aid to our fitness journeys, not as a not as a primary means of getting fit, not as a primary yeah. means of tracking. Don't our become calories, emotionally attached to it. Get, basically, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, use it as like a little it aid. Just a oh, I've done this many steps today, or you know. Yeah. And don't get overly emotional about it. Don't get overly attached to the, the, no, the device. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Oh, I didn't hit my steps. I didn't get my yeah. sat and the other. And it's... Which can lead to that disorder we was uh, talking yeah. about earlier. You know, I, I, if you go out and get one, get one. It makes you moving. You know, you buy a CrossFitter uh, a pair of socks, and he has to do thirty ring muscle ups for time just to make sure they're correct. You know, if you buy a a strongman, a bag of chalk, you know, he has got to put it on his back, on his shoulders, on his elbows, on his thighs so he can carry that yoke. 
okay? This kit is amazing um, in a sense that it's a tool to get you motivated and that's what it should be for. Nothing nothing really else, you know? If there are more more means, better means, uh, there's more information of doing it different ways. E easier as well, I, I feel. Fucking hell, I do that. That got intense, mate. Jeez, Sorry. Fuck. Fuck me. I think we've, uh, we've beat that one enough, so I think we should move on now yeah. to... Another reason why you'd want a fitness tracker. So let's say heart rate for you, you don't give a fuck. Let's say you're not bothered about counting your calories, but you are bothered about monitoring your sleep. Now, because a lot of them, they do mon they can monitor your sleep. Whoop, especially, it, yeah. it's one of its main, you know, unique selling points is that it will track your sleep and it will give you an update on your sleep quality. So I don't know what you guys yeah. found out, but Garmin, Garmin, new, like the newest Garmin's, all do the same as well, don't they? They track that the, the all the levels, you know, your REM sleep, your light, uh, the heavy or whatever it is. So, but then it comes down to strain though, doesn't it? Tracking one thing, if you're not going to look at the whole package, is one thing good enough? Uh, I don't know. Well, I found the, the accuracy, especially with these, with these sleep trackers is, studies have shown they're quite accurate, but they're normally limited by um, the mistake of when you're being awake by being emotionless. So when you're completely motionless doing nothing, they'll think, you know, it could track that you're asleep. And it's apparently they've had mistakes in the past where they've, they've, someone's been just like monging it on their bed, I don't know, just like laying there watching telly for like an hour. You've had 15 hours of deep it. sleep. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, that's an issue they've, they've got because all these all these trackers do use, there's nothing Gucci or anything. It's called um, Actigraphy or something like that. I can't oh, forgive my pronunciation, right. but it's basically a free axis accelerometer. I've said that completely, I've completely butchered that. Dropping some knowledge bombs here, people. Can't say the bloody words right though, but it basically it uses that it uses that tech, which all it does is it monitors your movement basically. So it monitors when your body's moving, and that's why it sometimes mistakes when you're completely still that you're asleep when you're not. So I think you've got to take that into consideration. But they they are quite they are quite good. But I think go back to basics if you agree. With me. I think back to basics. Phones off before bed. Um, make sure you know you're getting enough of it for one. See, they say seven to eight hours, eight to nine hours, or whatever. I I, I definitely feel that's individual. If I'm hitting nine hours. Next morning, I am hanging out, and I mean hanging out. For yeah, that's me, to do with the REM cycle, isn't it? That's not to do with the, that's that's to do with when you've woken up. So if you wake up in the middle of a deep sleep cycle, you're gonna feel like an absolute shit state because you've been shocked to have a deep sleep cycle. Where if you get woken up in your a light stage of REMs, then yeah. you're gonna feel more uh -huh. energized because you're sort of already waking up. Right. Well, I got I got to learn more about my sleep pattern. That's actually a, a cool little feature my Fitbit has is that you can <laughs> <laughs> you know sponsor go. me sponsor me sponsor me now. But yeah, basically it has a feature where you can set your alarm for an estimated time, say eight in the morning. Yeah, yeah, I've got um, an app that does that. Yeah, I, I wake up earlier than that. By the way, I, I don't want to seem that lazy. <laughs> You know, I'm hard. COVID. Five, yeah, 5 a.m. <laughs> but now let's say, uh, for example, you set your alarm for 8 a.m. on the watch. You can set it so it might not necessarily wake you up at 8 a.m., but it will detect when you are when you enter a light sleep cycle around that area and it will wake you up that time instead so that you can wake up feeling refreshed rather than wake up feeling like a bag of, you know, hammered shit. Yeah, yeah so I've got an app which does the exact same thing, Tom. It basically sits on the side of the, uh, the, the bedside desk, whatever, and it will just monitor my movements. And then when you're in a deep sleep, obviously you're motionless, as I said before, which can have some problems, but it will register when you're sort of getting to your lightest stage and then it'll wake you up, which I think yeah. is pretty, it's pretty useful, really. And I said these straps, like the whoop straps can do it. Um, it might sound like a novelty, but um, you'll probably be able to you know, attest to this, but it's actually quite a useful thing to have because just, I mean, I think everyone can kind of uh, agree that just waking up on the right side of the bed can kickstart your day. Well, it sets it off, doesn't it? Like waking up right normally turns out to be a good day. Whereas if you wake up feeling absolutely, as you said, Andy, fucked, you know, 
you know, it's straight away motivation out the window. Mm. What do you boys think though? Like wearing a wearing a watch on your wrist when you sleep. I don't. For me, I don't think I'd like that. To be honest, having like a big bulky thing on my on my wrist, sort of. As I'm, okay, as I'm I just to about manage wearing pants in the evening, let alone uh, a watch <laughs> as well. You know, just for podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my pants now and I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, um, I we was talking earlier about how some watches have pretty much just like novelty features. Um, I actually think the the sleep one's actually quite a useful one. Not just because, as I said, it starts the day off, right? If you've got a certain function that, you know, as I mentioned before, can wake you up during a light sleep cycle. But it's good to kind of like track your sleeping trend. So I don't mean, well, at the end of the day, without a watch, you can still see, well, what time am I going to sleep at? What time am I waking up? Yes. As we said before, it's actual data yeah. you can go back and look at because you're going to forget How, after about yeah. a month when you went to sleep on the But by the, using the, a... January. But by monitoring your sleep with a tracker, you can see, well, am I sleeping lightly? Am I sleeping deeply? And that can make a big difference because at the end of the day, we want to see if we're getting enough deep sleep because people underestimate the power of sleep, not just in regards to... Oh, yeah, not even performance, mate. Uh, Well, yeah, performance, but not just performance and our mental health, but even things like weight control, weight loss, sleep, quality sleep massively impacts, you know, our our desire to intake more calories. If you don't get enough sleep and, you know, your hormones are all over the place, you're going to you're going to overeat, you're going to be stressed. And when we're stressed, we overeat. So yeah, sleep, you know, really important. And if our fitness trackers can help us with that, then, you know, another Gucci little feature. So uh, just to just to go back, uh, some really good points there. But Bill, with your app, how does that work with your missus being in the room? So I don't actually, at the moment, as, you, as you're correctly saying, I don't use it at the moment. It's something yeah. I'd use on my own. And I think that's, the, that's where the watches come into play more. It's more, but even then, if you're, let's say, your missus pushes you off, off the side of the bed, you know, you're still, it's still going to track you getting pushed off the side of the bed. So it, it's still quite difficult to, to be accurate 100% if you have got another person. But if you're lonely... Tell the um, truth, yeah, Bill. Yeah, great. Fantastic. She yeah. doesn't let you sleep in the bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're on the couch downstairs. I'm on the sofa. The dog. <laughs> right, you're happy with that? Yeah, we'll move on. We'll move on to... Uh, not the next yeah. Part. Are you Go clicking on. a mouse, Tom? Is that you clicking a mouse? Is that you, Andy, clicking a mouse? I ain't fucking. I ain't clicking. I'm miles away, mate. Oh, I can, I can I've, I've literally that's got fine, this, and that's it, mate. I can. Uh, I can hear something clicking, but I don't think it's me. Ah, oh. is it that? Oh, you're one of those yes. fuckers with the pen. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you? man. <laughs> Turn it off. Yeah. I'll, I'll go back. Sake, I'll go back. I'll, I'll go back to the big pen. Is that right? <laughs> I wonder what that was. Yeah, lads. We've we've just covered why you'd want a fitness tracker. Now we're going to kind of go into who is going to need this sort of tracker. We're going to break it down into the different, the population of, you know, different types, who's going to want to use this one. I've got a few recommendations very well for the, for individuals as well. It's quite good. So we'll start off with people who dabble in fitness. We'll talk about, as we said before, people who want to get off the sofa, want to count their steps, go for a run. Maybe maybe their goal is to do a park run after a couple of months, you know? So what, what are they going to actually need in terms of fitness tracker? And I've put down, I think GPS is crucial more because it's it's more accurate than a stepometer. So if they want to get accurate distances and uh, pacings, yeah, they want check, GPS check on the watch. Pace. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it needs to have a good app with it because if you're shit with a technology like Andy is and you've, the, the watch comes with a shit app, then you're going to have a nightmare trying to work out, okay, when, when did I do this run? How do I upload this run to Strava? How do, you know, all this mad stuff, you know? And H, uh, heart rate, sorry. That, I mean, that's pretty, it's, it's important, but I wouldn't say it's absolutely crucial if you're just sort of starting out because you're going to know, really. I think you'd know. if you're in the, And you're not going to understand it as well. You're not going to understand training zones as much. Uh, than if you're a top-level athlete. So I don't think it's absolutely crucial. But they normally have it anyway. If you're going to get a GPS watch, most of them come with heart rate anyway. So, Well, like like you say, your phone does now. There's hundreds of apps out there that 
basic stuff that you need. I don't think you... Don't need to watch. If you need to watch, really. If you're starting out, and like most people run with music, you know what I mean? I think there's, there's there's only a handful of psychos that like to just go out and run and listen to nothing. Um, for the for the normal people in this world, uh, they like to like let their mind, you know what I mean? We run away from stress. That's what we do. We run, you know, you're trying to get fit. You run, you lose that stress. So you want to have your headphones in and stuff like that. Well, there you go. So I'm going to come up with my, my option. I don't know if you guys are going to throw your option, but you're going about music there, Andy. The one I found, which is really popular... Uh, it's about £120, you can get it for, it's pretty cheap. If you really do want to watch, this is a good option. It's called the Garmin Forerunner uh, 45. Uh, Garmin's a pretty solid brand, it's been around for a while. They're good fitness trackers. Uh, it's cheap, it's got GPS, it's got heart rate as well. But importantly, as Andy said, it's got music control. So if you're one of those guys who obviously want to listen to your music and you don't want to have to fuck around with your phone trying to change your music on a run, it's all on your watch. And for a price like that, I, you can't complain too much, really. I'm going to go with um, Tom Tom Spark 3. It's robust. Uh, it comes with five over 500 songs. You just plug it in. Don't get me wrong; it's a little bit difficult because you have to like plug it into a laptop and use that way because it is a bit like Fucking a sat nav. Has it not got Bluetooth, no? Uh, no, and it's set to. It has got Bluetooth, but it's set to these. You can't just use any, so it's these and these only. Uh, so it's connected together. But I feel I like think... a really cheap option, Andy. There, mate. It's not <laughs> 60 quid. All right, not a bad, cheap, yeah, fair enough. Not a bad price. Half, half the price of the one I recommended. So. Yeah, I use it just fine. You know, I loaded up about an hour's worth of music and I just play through that while I go for a run. Sits on my head fine. Uh, headphones are good. I have no problems with them. Uh, watch is light, it's durable, um, and it tracks everything I want to do, what pace, how far I've gone, and how long I've gone for. Tom, you got a recommendation, mate? You got any, anything you want to want to throw into the into the ring in the battle of the, the beginner watch? Yeah, mate. So speaking from the general population point of view, um, Fitbit Versa, which is my current one, uh, it's uh, about 120 quid, 140 quid, depends on if Argos is having a sale. But I mean, uh, yeah, it does everything I need, basically. It's a step counter, heart rate monitor. It could check my pace uh, during runs or walks, etc., or tabs. Uh, has it got GPS, you know, sorry? Has it, has it got GPS? Yep, it's got GPS. Yep. It's got GPS. It's linked to Strava as well. So, you know, that's quite handy. Um, I've also got Spotify on it. So I can, you know, what, you, what was being said before, I can control my music through my watch rather than having to pull my phone out and fuck about with it and then go over on my ankle and sprain it. You know, uh, check the weather. So if I decide I want to go on a long tab, uh, I'm out for 15 minutes and I see a big dark cloud. Mm, is it going to rain? Quickly check my watch, see what it says. But you know, as they say, if it ain't raining, it ain't training, is it? Raining. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking cringy. Off. I know. It's podcast <laughs> over and done with. Fuck it. I quit. I've officially jumped the shark. We've got over three different brands there, which I think is quite good. I've recommended a Garmin. Uh, Andy's recommended, I'm not even going to mention it, shit. Tom, and, uh, Tom. Tom's recommended quite a good one, <laughs> Fitbit. Yeah, Satnav, brilliant. Uh, Tom's recommended the Fitbit. Uh, Versa, which is, is another good one. I've heard really good things about it, and they all they all have what you need for a reasonable price, you know. So you can't you can't go wrong with. It. If you're getting into fitness, quite early doors, and you really want a fitness tracker, like you absolutely need to have a watch, then I'll probably go with one of them. Uh, next topic, then, guys, we're going to sort of your top level runners, your triathletes, the guys who want to take it to the next level, and they're going to need to monitor a few different stats. I think. I mean, I've got down once again. GPS is obviously crucial, but a lot of the new watch, like my Fenix, for example, it's got mad GPS function functionality. Uh, it can pretty much pick up every second. So every second it will update my GPS. It uses more battery, but it's got a good battery anyway. But some of these cheaper ones, it will be quite a sporadic GPS signal, whereas these ones are quite quick, which is, is important if you're going to go, let's say, on a triathlon or an ultra marathon where you're doing 100 fucking miles. 
you're going to know where you are all the time just for safety and monitoring where you are heart rate crucial again because you're a top level athlete you want to know you want to know your training zones so heart rate again is crucial uh, water feature as well it needs to be waterproof and you want to be able to swim with it some of these fitness trackers you can't swim with yeah. so you want to make yeah, sure you can actually swim with it if, if, yeah. if, if you're doing a lot of um sort of high level activity anything else lads, you want to add that you need i'll put solid battery as well um maybe it want to want to monitor your, your, your stress rating if it wants to do routable maps so my one you can actually upload maps onto it as well which again for ultra marathons is quite handy um i think most of them do them now but like that multi multi sport function um so it's not just tracking at, at, at you at a best pace you know so it's got your different cycling rowing running even like rock climbing stuff like that it's it's got its own different functions you know so it it, it works well with that I, I pretty much use this polar app if even if i haven't got the heart rate on so if i'm going out for a run i'll just, I'll just pop that on in the background I, I quite like that to be honest and then if i if i want to like do a certain if i'm working to a certain zone um i'll just put on the chest strap as well and that always works fine uh, i don't know if you've had much experience tom with sort of these top level watches have you have you used any of them before or are you just normally are you a versa man um so as i mentioned when the sports watches first originally came out i did have one um one thing i do want to advise is that if this if we are talking strictly for athletic reasons then yeah i'd I'd consider more of a, a higher end you know garmin or polar watch rather than say a general population one and the reason being that is watches like fitbits will require you to have your phone on you in order to use the gps whereas polar watches garmin uh please correct me if i'm wrong but i believe they have their own gp gps yeah like mine mate as i said it's got it's got yeah. really good gps features on it so, so there you go if you if if all you want to take is your is your watch then yeah, you want to just get like a, a Polar or a Garmin or some other high-end athletic watch. While you've then, mentioned that, it's a bit off topic, it's a bit more into the future, but as you mentioned it, Apple Watch um, is one everyone gets. When you take it out, the new or the old ones, a lot of the old ones actually don't have GPS built in. They use your phone's GPS because you need the phone most of the time yeah. to function, whereas the yeah. new ones do have it, but if you've got your phone on it, it will just hijack your phone's GPS because the GPS on the watch itself isn't amazing. So that's something to bear in mind. If your GPS is important functionality, don't think, I want to look cool with my Apple Watch. Maybe look at one which has got a really good, robust GPS system built in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing to... Since we're talking about older models, another thing to think about is... In regards to waterproof features and whether you want to, if you care about elevation, so this is once again going back onto general population models like Fitbits, but it used to be you could either have one or the other. You could have one watch that could be waterproof or you could have one watch that can see how many flights of stairs you've taken. It can't be one or the other because the, con- the technology at the time would conflict with each other. Now you can get both. You can get uh, watches. So my one now, you know, it's waterproof and I can measure how high i've been walking throughout the day so if i'm doing hill sprints it'll tell me well how high have i walked how many flights of stairs but yeah older models just be aware if you are going on ebay and shopping around you plan on swimming with your watch make sure it is actually waterproof if it says oh it has a, an elevation uh, meter on it just double check that it is going to be waterproof so this brings us to my recommendation once again i'm not sponsored by garmin but garmin it's another garmin forerunner this is called the 945 model this is like premium this is this is going to be up your four or five hundred pound sort of range but once again solid battery which is you know useful if you're doing these elite sort of uh, events like a triathlon or an ultra marathon uh good heart rate i mean it's the same as all watches doesn't really matter how expensive they are the heart rate's pretty pretty much the same so if you're a top level athlete you're probably going to pair your watch with a heart rate monitor anyway like a chest strap sorry anyway so it doesn't really matter if the watch has got a good heart rate, just bang a chest strap on. 
Um, and it's got readable maps as well, this watch. So you can upload maps onto it and then you can literally look at your watch and it'll say, right, you need to go left, you need to go right. Basically, Google Maps on your wrist, really, which I think is quite useful if you're doing these sort of more arduous events, longer events. But for the general population, it's not. If you're going to run on your park, your local field, you don't need to know where you are. You know, it's I, I have got lost on runs before, so that would be useful. No, I think I... I... <sighs> I want to weigh in. I think we can get we can get lost, and I think people can get lost with with the amount of information a watch can give now. Sixty, seventy percent of it can be irrelevant to a person who's just starting out. And you look at like Apple, Samsung, even Garmin and stuff like that. They they offer so much, but you need to, especially if either you're just starting out, you need to know what what your goal is and find out what watch is relevant to you. Look at me, mate. There's no point. It's well, exactly, yeah, exactly. So, exactly I'm the same, mate. I've literally, I've got that Garmin watch. Even though I'm not, I'm not new to fitness. There's so many features in there. I don't even fucking use. I literally use that watch when I go for a run or if I go for a swim. I mean, I don't, I don't use it for all the other features. So I've basically wasted my money. <laughs> I've, I was on a course and pretty much the whole course had fucking Garmin's, and I was like, do you actually use that? And they were like, no, I ain't got a clue how to use it. I think one of them used is. I think some of the Garmin's can come with... Oh, Sunto, sorry. Most of them had Suntos, and they come with um, northeast, southwest, you know, which direction you're facing. For the soldier, for map reading, yeah, great. But for the guy who's just doing a park run, relevant? No. So I think we get too fixated on, look at what I've got instead of what do I actually need. Do you know what I think there is, Andy? I think I think that's a lot down to these brands trying to fight with each other who's got the most features, who can pack the most features into a, into a watch. Course, yeah. And most people will look at that and go, oh, my watch can do a thousand things. It's amazing. But then, as you said, they probably use one up feature. But it sells it to them. The, the marketing's working. It's to, but a lot of these features, they're doing a lot of features averagely how, how much or more average. How much quality not, not well. stuff can you fit on your wrist? How exactly, much, yeah. what, what has to give? You know, if you've got a watch that solely does time, you know it's going to be good. If you've got a watch... That's why I like the chest straps, the chest strap heart rate monitor, because all it does is monitor your heart rate on your chest. That's why that's good, because it does one thing really well instead of trying to do a thousand things not very well. We've all got them G-Shock watches, a £5 one that's still on the same battery from when you were born with it. But then you've got Galaxy watches, Samsung watches, that as soon as you take out the package, it needs to be on charge. Yeah, you're right. The more shit they put in there, the less quality you're getting. So, I mean, in regards to that, it does beg the question, like, what is the next relevant innovation for a fitness watch? What what other useful features could we put on it? Do we need any more useful features? Fuck it. I wouldn't be surprised if Apple starts putting a personal trainer on it. And it's like, you go. You nope. do it. You they, work they, hard. They already have them. My Fitbit. Oh, fuck right. off. No. Yeah. 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 I can get Joe Wicks on my Fitbit. Oh, me fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and also some of these watches do have functions where they'll play videos of, uh, you know, do style jumps for 30 seconds, etc. Yeah. Mate, my yoga app on my Phoenix 5 tells me when to breathe. I mean, that's revolutionary. God. Oh my god! I like to see it as the year is two thousand two hundred and thirty-three. Uh, robots haven't taken over yet, but we have got a fitness watch that releases like a false field. So when it's raining, like you don't get wet, and an umbrella pops out. Yeah, yeah, that'd be like the earlier prototype. <laughs> Moving on then to the final sort of category. This is sort of me and Andy's bag, really. I'd say we kind of enjoy this. Is is you sort of your CrossFitters, your multi-sporters? You know, the ones who are going to be doing really high-intensity work varying intensities which the heart rate is going to absolutely melt in half with and the only thing i found which looks quite good is probably that new whoop strap for crossfit and i mean it's, it's made for crossfit as we said it's, it's made 
to literally track your fitness for the sport of CrossFit. It doesn't obviously say that it wants everyone to get involved who likes fitness, but realistically, you look at all the all the people who wear it and all the YouTube channels you see it on. It's all CrossFit related. So yeah. I think that's the, for, for for us anyway. I think that'd be the only viable option really because it's 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 probably quite comfy the way what I've seen. It's got really good battery. It's more than just heart rate. It does strain meter, so it will tell you your different strain levels. How much you recovered from the day before? Yeah, how, yeah sorry, yeah, yeah. How you've recovered yet? Yeah. And that's these are important things which you'd need if you want to compete at the highest level. I'd say. Do you know what I was just thinking in my head? Oh, is this just like a, a gimmick for CrossFit? Like, why would you not just wear a watch? And actually, I've just uh, you know shown a bit of uh, cognitive thinking here. Uh, sorry, critical thinking. And that is, well, CrossFit requires a lot of uh, kettlebell work. And if you've ever worn a expensive watch and you've been swinging kettlebells, then you'll probably know the pain of like fucking up a good watch with a kettlebell swing or a yeah. kettlebell mate, clean. That's, that's massive, mate. I've always got bruises on my fucking forearms yeah. from where a kettlebell. So it does kind of make sense to have some kind of uh, you know a strap instead. So I'm 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 not one for when I wear a watch. I can't have it like tight. I want to know how how well these watches work. You know, I I need to have a little bit of room for my for between between skin and skin and wrist strap. So does that affect everything that, that we talk affect, about? That affects. So that, that's important. Actually, what you said there. The mm. a lot of variables of the heart rate, especially going back to heart rate now, is if you've got a really hairy arm. If it's really so, if you had a really hairy yeah. arm, it's really loose and you're sweating loads. That's gonna, that that causes absolute meltdown on the heart rate system. Whereas if you've got a clean shaven arm, it's really tight around your wrist. It's got a really good sort of um, connection with your heart rate. It's going to be more accurate. But then who who wants to have a, a super tight watch on when they're doing cleaning jerks? Mm. You know what I mean? It's not. Well, don't, don't, you don't want 24 that. hours a day. You know, it's not going to happen, is it? Yeah, it's one of those things where if you want the heart rate to be accurate, it does have to be relatively. It hasn't got to be mega tight to your wrist but it does have to be quite firm doesn't it um i mean ironically like uh going way back to the beginning of this podcast in regards to the cancer fears one of the main concerns was uh people were posting you know various feedback to fitbit saying oh i've got a rash on my arm you know it's you know it's not you're not turning into the fucking swamp monster it's just in regards to most fitness watches we tend to wear them quite tight don't we and when we exercise you know a tight watch exercise sweat you will tend to get a rash, do you know what I mean? Correlation doesn't always equal causation. But yeah, I mean, in regards to an effective, well, a more accurate rate, then you're going to want to wear the, the strap quite tight or firm, firm. Let's say firm. I think if you want an accurate heart rate, you've got to get a chest strap. I think that's the only, that's yeah. the only one that's proven to be near enough 100% accurate all the time. And I think that's the only way you can However, get for, around it. You know, for convenience, a lot of people will go to, you know, the watch. But if, if you are that hung up on accuracy then yeah just go for a strap just go for a strap yeah i think it's that it's that next step from if you're just starting out get yourself a a a cheap watch understand the basics of what you want to achieve and what you want to do and move forward with that you know find out what works for you so if you're looking at calories you're looking at the deficit you you're looking at something like that do your research get an app on your phone you know my fitness app that always works. Everybody sings praises about it. You know, there's, there's there's things that go hand in hand. Now, if you're going to take that next level up and go, right, I'm looking at heart rate training. I want to recover quicker. I want to control my breathing better. Yes, get a heart rate strap. Work that way, you know, work in training zones. You know, you don't have to be one of these people that go out and buy. No offence, Bill, you had high intentions of what, no, what you wanted to do, but there are a lot of yeah, people absolutely. that even know less than what you're doing that yes, have a bit of money, so they'll buy a four hundred pound watch, and all it will be to them is a watch. It's just and now like you've got a transformer strap to your wrist. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know. That comes on to, I think we've got, if we're going to do an episode on fitness trackers, moving on really well actually from Andy's point is we need to talk about some of the big hitters. And I think Apple Watch is one of the big ones. Everyone, uh, it's, a, it's a huge watch, really popular watch. And um, I think I've done a bit of research. I don't know how much you guys know about the Apple Watch. But for me, I think it's quite a good watch. But points I've got down is, for one, it's only Apple. So you have to have an iPhone to use the Apple Watch. So that's pretty much that. Covers covers only yeah, Apple. Yeah, it's, 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 exp- it's expensive. I mean, it, the, they pretty much cost the same as what my Fenix Five does, but it doesn't have all the same sort of fitness. Um, and I don't. I don't think it'll be. I don't definitely don't think it'll be built f- built like your watch would be. You know, it, it, won't be it wouldn't be fit item. for our purpose. No, it's, it's a luxury. luxury item. But I mean, the the pros I've got here is. The interface is really good on it. So they have these really nice, colourful sort of circles and discs for your your training your training systems. And like if you if you're trying to get your step counter, it'll be like a little orange bar on your wrist, which will sort of fill up during the day as you get your steps up, which is a nice visual aid. And I think for as you said, the general population, that's a quite a nice thing. They can look at the watch, and be like, oh, I'm halfway on my little orange bar. I'm getting there, you know. Yeah. Um, and that once again with the great visual aid comes with great software. Apple's known for its software. Uh, the watch, the watch itself links with, I believe it's the Apple Health system, which is what another great, uh, great software. So it's, it's easy to use for the general population, I think. But as we said, for people like us, got limited functionality, you know. But then it's more than just a fitness thing. I can't, we can't, I can't sugarcoat. It's not just a fitness watch, is it? It's a no, smart watch. No, it's not. It takes your messages. You can make calls. I would say you can it's do a smart watch it. with fitness yeah. features. But and I think we have to address also, the, fitness, the fitness functionality as well. God, take into account it's also trendy. You know, it is a statement yeah, at the end of, course, of the day. Yeah. People want an Apple Watch because it's an Apple Watch. I want to mention as well, because obviously we're, we're talking about fitness, is if you are going to get an Apple Watch, which you might do because it's, it's trendy, uh, especially for heart rate, be aware it's not a constant heart rate on the Apple Watch. So it doesn't it doesn't pick it up um, ah. throughout the day. It only activates on a sort of every second counter when you go into workout mode. So when you're just walking around your day doing nothing, it doesn't actually register your heart rate continuously. And that's for the, I think it's battery saving. See, I didn't know that, and I've got clients yeah. that utilise uh, Apple Watches, so shit, I've got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah, it's worth mentioning, it's important, because obviously yeah. heart rate is a useful tool for training, and if you think that you want to look at your heart rate for the day and be like, oh yeah, my heart rate was really good then, and I was doing this, yeah. I was doing that, but it, as I said, it's not picking up all the time, unless you select a specific workout mode on the watch. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's important, and I never knew that. To pretty much sum it up, uh, what should you get, it all comes down to... S- Specificity. Specificity. Yeah, you got that, mate. Do you know what I mean? Specificity. It all comes down to specifics. God. What you, what you need. But no, it all comes down to your specific needs. There's no right or wrong. It's just... It depends. Should I get this? It depends. Uh, oh, is it good for this? It depends. It depends on your needs. You know, a, you know, a sports watch, a £400 sports watch. Sorry, Bill, we keep digging you out now. A four hundred pound sports watch might not be good for Joe, the office worker who just wants to monitor his steps. But at the same time, John, the fucking Royal Marine commando, going out in the field, uh, you know, a Fitbit Versa might not be good for him, where it keeps on emitting off a fucking light every time he flips his wrist over in the dark, and it's only got a four day battery life. I feel like we've been, I mean, we've been backwards and forwards, haven't we, with recommendations? Yeah, people are probably thinking, "Fuck, do I get one? Do I not get one? What do I get?" But I think, as you said, it comes down to you need to write down a list of. What you need, what, a, what you what absolutely goals, need in a what watch. What you'll need. Yeah, exactly. I'm singing the Tom Tom. That's, oh, here we go. Don't here say that, all right? Every single every single person, okay, in this world has got a fucking satellite navigation system, and I'm pointing at everyone here in their car. It's going to be a Tom Tom, all right? 
This watch is on my fucking wrist. If you're gonna take, if you're gonna take anything from this podcast, is write down a list of what you actually need because you go off and you do what I do. You're gonna buy a watch for a lot of money, and you're gonna be like, right, you're gonna go through all these activities and be, like, I don't use that, I don't use that, I don't use that. So literally, write down what you need it for, and then look at a watch which literally just does that, but does it really well. Again, it's it's like when it's that first time. Like I'm gonna go back to CrossFit because that's kind of what I do ish. But um, it's like when you walk into a CrossFit gym for the first time and everybody's slinging around, jumping around like kids on the monkey bars and that. It's quite daunting and quite intimidating. Intimidating. Um, and that's the same thing with the fo- like with these new watches and that. You're just like flicking through for hours. Like that's new. That's new. What the fuck is that? I'm never gonna do that. Why have I bought this watch? Oh my god, it's costing me sixty quid a month. You know it's make a wise decision i mean at the end of the day you can get romanticized by a watch that has about 20 features but you might only need two of those features but you've gone out and you've spent 500 quid on it when all you need to do is go out and buy you know a a 60 pound sports direct basic pedometer there's no such thing as a 60 pound sports direct pedometer i was just giving an example fuck me if sports direct had anything over 60 quid i'd be very surprised <laughs> fuck's sake <laughs> right lads, I think I think we're I think we'll wrap it up there then. Fitness trackers, I think I think we've pretty much covered everything there. If anyone has got any burning questions, then you can get in contact with us on we've all got social media. Um I'll leave it, it's in the description of the podcast. So you can get in contact with any of us. We can we can try and ask it. Don't ask Andy because he'll just tell you to buy a fucking Tom Tom. Don't ask me because I'll tell you to buy a fucking Rolex. So probably ask Tom. He's probably the best person to ask when it comes to, to what, what fitness tracker to buy. Yeah, I think Bill's uh, watch is up for sale if anybody wants it. Well, listen, we've mentioned a lot of brands in this, so you know we must get a sponsorship from at least one of them. Okay, if Tom Tom don't fucking sponsor me, uh, the next podcast will be me telling him to fuck off. Judge the first CrossFit <laughs> athlete to be sponsored by Tom Tom. Well, that, that's one company we've now been blacklisted from. <laughs> episode two's going well. <laughs> right, lads. Ne- next week then. Moving on from this episode. Next week, what are we talking about? We're talking about. Uh, is it better to be fat but fit or slim and sedentary? It's a juicy Ooh, one. Spicy. It's, it's going to be juicy. That is controversial. Oh, this is awkward. Might be, it might be a two-parter, lads. I mean, we'll see how I'm going to secure my house now. Yeah, I think this is going to be a hard one as I go downstairs and eat four Twixes right now. <laughs> I'm definitely not, guys. You got this far. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Where hopefully we'll all be in pants. But, I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't promise but, that. Hey, it's fucking far too hot, guys. Far too hot. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure, guys. All right? Being a pleasure as always. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week. Amongst all the bullshit, we really hope you've helped you get an understanding of the fitness tracker. And perhaps we've persuaded or dissuaded you into buying one of these things. If you did enjoy this one, please give us a rating on iTunes. Or if you've got any feedback at all, just send us a message on our social media. So we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. When we dive into, is it better to be fat but fit? or slim but sedentary. It's looking to be a juicy one. See you soon.